0: Well, blessings, folks. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. tell you what, it's always a joy to get together and to uh, speak of the things of the Most High God, to examine His Word, uh, to reflect upon it, to think upon it. And and I thank you for the feedback that I'm getting from you all. So if you have anything to say or to share, just drop a note. Uh, Either on my Facebook page, you can respond to these comments, I believe, on the Podbean app and things like that. A lot of different ways to communicate. Uh, Even logistically, if there's some things that need to be adjusted or stuff like that, let me know and I'll see what I can do with it, okay? And so uh, we have been looking uh, of late, the last many, many episodes, as a matter of fact, at uh, the sign of the Lord's coming and of the end of the age. And we've looked at a lot of passages in Matthew and Mark and Luke and in 1st and 2nd Thessalonians and Daniel uh, in Revelation. We're back in Matthew 24. In the last episode, we just did a, a review of what Jesus had said in the first 31 verses of that chapter. Now, in verse 32, Jesus starts to give some examples Okay, and he's doing it through a parable given to where they can sort of understand what's happening timing wise. Let me back up a couple of verses and and set the context in the 30th verse of the 24th chapter of Matthew. Jesus said this, and then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. And then Jesus says this, now learn the parable of the fig tree. And so what he's doing, he's about to give them some pictures, some parables that will give them understanding about the various elements of what he had just told him about when he's talking about the son of man coming in the clouds with power and great glory when he's talking about that the son of man is sending forth his angels (laughs) with a great trumpet and they're going to gather together the elect from the four winds uh, that's speaking of the uh, rapture of the church and quite often when people are talking about things they sort of conflate terminology like they'll say well what do you believe about the coming of the Lord Jesus well, what element do you are you asking about? I normally I'll say, yeah, he's coming again. You know, I guess they were the big picture of things. But you see all sorts of timing things and all sorts of things that the Lord is revealing here. And so he shares these parables to give us some understanding. So, here's verse 32. Now, learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So he's just telling him, you know that in the natural, when you look at a fig tree, and you see that the branch is no longer brittle, but it's tender because there's sap flowing through it, and it starts to put forth leaves, well, you know summer's coming. Well, yeah. He says, in other words, it's obvious what you see in the natural. Verse 33, so you too, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near at the door. And so he's saying, all this stuff that I've shown you at this point in time, everything that he just mentioned in Matthew 24. And remember all that stuff. I don't have time to go back through it again, but about the great tribulation, about the man of lawlessness, that's what he's talking about. When you see all this, know that he is right at the door. Okay, Even when you see him coming in the clouds, he's definitely right at the door, right? Verse 34 says this, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. And I think that gives us a major timing element of some things right here. That when we start seeing the the great tribulation, we start seeing these things happening. He's saying that the generation that is alive at that time will not pass away until all these things take place. In the scripture, the timing of the generation, you see at least three different timings of it. Uh, With Abraham, for instance, in uh, Genesis 15, I believe. We A uh, generation is 100 years because of what God said to him about how long his offspring would be enslaved in uh, Egypt. He said it would be for four generations, and we know that they were there for 100 years. Other portions of the Scripture, you'll see where a generation is 40 years. Other portions, you'll see 20 years. It's contextually defined. And what he's saying right here is that the people who are alive, this generation, that sees these things taking place will also see the return of the Lord. Verse 35. Jesus says this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. He's letting them know, hey, these things I'm telling you, they're true. They're going to happen. Even the things about heaven and earth passing away, that's going to happen. But my words will not. Verse 36, but of that hour and of that day, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, but the father alone. So only Father alone <coughs> knows when these things are going to occur. Now, I have fun our Bible studies because I tell them I know exactly when the Lord is going to return. And I wish you could see the look on their faces when I say such things. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, seriously, I know exactly when the Lord is going to return. He's going to return when Father tells him to. Okay. That's what the Scripture reveals to us, that the Father will tell him. But at this time when Jesus said this, and even now, the Son does not know the day or the hour when the Father is going to initiate, initiate all this. And then in our last little look right here, verse 37, uh, Matthew gives us another example of what Jesus was saying. So Jesus says, but it's only the Father alone, for the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. And I love this, and I've said this several times, and I'll say it more times the things that the church is often divided over and the things that so often people say, well, I just don't believe in that. And I just don't think that could be true. The, those very things are the things that Jesus spoke of quite often. Jesus spoke of a literal Adam and Eve. Jesus spoke of a literal flood and of Noah. We're seeing it right here. Jesus spoke of Daniel as being a prophet. We saw it in Matthew 24 earlier. Jesus spoke of Jonah and the literal fish story, Jonah being swallowed by fish. Jesus spoke of all these things and spoke of them as being true, factual occurring events. And so here's one of the examples. He says, it's going to be like in the days of Noah, for as in those days before the flood. So here's Jesus talking about the flood. They were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. So here's Jesus speaking of Noah, of the flood and of the ark. Now, verse 39, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away so will be the coming of the son of man be so he's saying this that the world will be the same way as it was in the days of noah they'll be eating drinking making merry thinking everything is going to be fine until the judgment comes then jesus gives another example verse 40 of matthew 24 then there will be two men in the field one will be taken and one will be left two women will be grinding at the mill one will be taken and one will be left. Those verses simply speak of the fact that the church will be taken away. Now, i tell you what, depending upon what type of understanding you have as to the end times, those verses get so perverted and so twisted. If you come from a pre-tribulation background, for instance, those two verses are explained to be the exact opposite of what they really mean. Okay? You have to be so careful with some things. And, and here's why. The Lord tells us the very next verse, the last verse we'll look at today. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. He's telling us to be on the alert, not out of a sense of fear, but out of a sense of expectation, because we don't know the day or the hour. We will know the seasons. It's because of this verse this passage here that I think we'll know the season. He says, when you look at that fig tree, you know it's going to be summer because of what you see the fig tree doing. Branch getting soft, leaves being put out. We will know the season and we will see things happening. But of the day or the hour, we do not know. Because of this, we must be alert. In previous portions, he has told us, uh, you know, don't be about drunk. Don't be about doing things that people do in the daytime. We saw this in Thessalonians. But do things of the children of light. And because we do not know the day nor the hour when the Lord is coming. This we do know. He is coming question is real simple. Are you ready? Are you prepared? I'm Dale. Thank you for being with me. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.